The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Yevamot. Masechet Yevamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha Varvacha Bechol Maaseyadav may be zocheh to raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nahat, he should have many more children with health and happiness, and he should have berachah bakol mikol kol, him and his entire family, amen. Just a note of interest, as we study Masechet Yebamot, many of the cases need diagrams, we have chosen the Sefer Siurim Le Masechet Yebamot as our uh, book for the diagrams written by Aaron Shalomo Berabi Baruch Moshe Hafner available in the bookstore so we refer to pages we are using uh, that sefer Daf Lamed Dalet today's Daf is being studied by Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tanihinu Begani Aiden Amen begin today's Daf on Lamed Gimal Amud Bet and we actually start from the Mishnah <coughs> and the Mishnah begins. Shenayim shekidshu shete nashim. You have two people. They made kiddushin to two ladies. Ubishat kenisatam the chupa. When they came to consummate the marriage in the chupa, which means the two stages of the of the marriage, there's the kiddushin, and then there's the nisuin. So they both made the kiddushin to respective ladies. And then what happened? What happened is when they were to consummate it through the uh, bi'ah, that's how they consummate the marriage, So they got mixed up. They ended up switching. And therefore, uh, one guy went with the other guy's wife, and the other guy went with the other guy's wife. So now, the Gemara says, how many sins does this person get? Well, that's number one. Eshet Ish, they consider, she's considered a married lady. These two guys were brothers. Mishum Eshet Ah. So you'd get the Yisud also of Eshet Ah, because now you went with your brother's wife. And if these two ladies were sisters, Mishum Isha El Ahota. So they tack on also that you went with your wife's sister. And if they were also Nida at the time that he had the relation, Mishum Nida. So he's also going to get tacked on Nida. So that would be four potential Isurim that each husband is going to get. And for that matter, each lady is going to get. So technically in this one case, you have 16 different uh, transgressions that are made. There's four players over here. <laughs> Each player can get uh, one of these four. Again, there are Eshet Ish, Eshet Ah, Achot Isha, and Nida. Umafrishin Otan, Shelosha Chodashim, Sheme Me'ubarot Hen. Now, right away, you have to break them up. Because the, not only they, they, they're mixed up. Then they're mixed up the wives. So you, when you separate them, so they can go back to their original, uh, the right wife, but they cannot go back immediately. They have to leave them separated for three months, because 
just in case she's pregnant from the first, uh, from, from the fellow that she went with, from the mix-up, and uh, the child that comes to that mix-up is a mamzer, because the child that comes from, uh, let's say, an eshet ish, over here would be a mamzer. So we want to make sure, before we let her go back to her original husband, that she's not pregnant. So we wait three months. After three months, we know already if she's pregnant or not. And then we're able to let her uh, go back to the original husband. We don't want to let her go back. And then everybody's going to think when she gives birth, it's from the, sec- from the original husband. And they're going to treat the ch- child normally, even though the child's a mamzer. Because he comes from the first husband. So to separate between zera kasher and zera pasul, so they make a three-month waiting period. And then they allow her to uh, go get... Uh, uh, ma- go back, not get married, she's married already, go consummate with the original husband. But let's say the story over here is where there was ketanot. The women were minors. Now, according to opinions we learned, ketanot are not able to give birth. They're not able to have children. So therefore, mahazirin otan miyad. So you don't have to worry about the three-month period. Because since she cannot have children, even if they had relations, since she could not have gotten pregnant, so therefore, they're able to, able to go back to the original husband immediately. If they were kohanot, these ladies over here, they become pasul from eating tirumah. The Gemara will explain that last line of the Mishnah. Now we begin the Gemara. The Gemara says, So we're talking about two guys got married. Right? They made kiddushin to each other. And then what happened? They switched. The Gemara says, What are we talking about? The Shaim over here? What oh, kind of case is over here? Well, guys went intentionally and went with somebody else's wife, and he went with somebody else's wife. We're talking about uh, wicked people. The two, on this Mishnah, Rabbi Chaya said, He said, If you count them up, you'll get 16 transgressions, which means each person over here gets four hataot, like we explained. But it's hataot, hataot is shogeg. You don't bring a hataat on a mezid. I be mezid, mi'ika korban. Do you bring a korban on a mezid? So must be the case is talking about it was done by mistake. So the Quran says, you're right. Amar of Yehuda, teni huhlefu. Which means, huhlefu means it happened. It means it was a situation. They did it by mistake. It wasn't considered a case of, uh, of uh, intentional. Learn the Mishnah as huhlefu. Huhlefu was masked on purpose. Hu'lif was masma, it happened. Good. <coughs> so the Gemara says it makes sense to learn that it was a mistake in this case. Why? Because it says at the end of the Mishnah, If the women were minors, that they're not able to give, get, get pregnant, otan miyad. We said, what do they do? They go back to the original husband immediately. We have to have a grace period of three months. The Ibn Mezid, if you're going to tell me the case was talking about it was on purpose, Misharia, we know that a lady that goes on purpose with another man, she becomes not only a suit to that man, but she becomes a suit to the original husband. So how would we allow the katana to go back to the original uh, husband right away? If it was Bimizid. So it must be, it was Bishogeg. And that's why we allow them to go back. If that's your proof, you have no proof. Halakashia. Pitui ketana ones ninhu. Which means when a person is mefateh a ketana, even a ketana when she does it willingly, which means when she's seduced, we consider the relation that a person has with a ketana, it's considered an onus. It's considered uh, by force. Being that she's a ketana doesn't have da'at, 
even if she does it willingly, it's by force. And what's the law by force? The honest be Israel, Mishnashari. And in honest by Israel, which means if a person is Ma'anesi Isa, does it against her will, she's allowed to go back to her original husband. So we have no proof from this part of the Mishnah, because even if it was Bemezid, she still would be able to go back to the original husband, because by a Ketana, it's considered honest. It's always considered honest. So that's, you don't have a proof from there. So the Gemara says, Ela, Diktani, I'll bring you proof then. Mafrishin otam chodashim, shema The Mishnah said at the end that if it was a regular lady, Gedola, she went with this, uh, they made the mix up, they realized about the mix up, so what do we say? You break them up, you gotta bring them back to the first husband. But how long do you wait? Three months. But what is it, Mashma? Which means after three months, and she's not pregnant, what do you do? You let her go back to the original husband. The Ibimezid Mishari. If she did it Bimezid, would it be permissible? Again, everybody agrees that if it's an older lady and she went Bimezid with another guy, so therefore she cannot go back with this guy, she cannot go back to the original husband. Zakat the Mishnah tell us that after the three month period, she goes back. So therefore, that's the proof positive that what? It must be Yuchlefu, that's the where it happens. So that's the case in the Mishnah. Now, in this Mishnah over here, as we're going to see, all the principles that we discussed on the previous Dapim are working here uh, in sync. We learned three different methods of how Isurim, how transgressions are able to pile on each other. Well, there's four Isurim that are taking place over here. So the Mishnah over here is saying as follows. We have Isud Bat Ahat working over here, where the sins came simultaneously, as we'll see. We have Isud Mosif working here. If you remember how Isud Mosif worked, Isud Mosif was, is that uh, the guy had one Isud on him, then another item became, uh, let's say, uh, uh, oh, this lady was Asutim, for example, right? And then another Isud came on, and that made this lady Asud to other people. And we say, once she becomes Asud to other people, we tack it on to him as well. That was considered Isud Mosif. And then you have Isud Kolel. Isud Kolel is that Stam, uh, uh, another uh, item becomes Asud over here. And therefore we add it to the person himself. And we'll see exactly how all three, Batahat, Yisur Mosif, Yisur Kolel, all is working in this Mishnah. That's the Gemara's beginning. Uman Haitana. Who is the author of our Mishnah? The Ite Yisur Kolel, the Yisur Mosif, the Yisur Batahat. Everything's working in this Mishnah, he holds of everything. So the Gemara says, Amar Yudam Marav, Rabbi Meiri. It is indeed Rabbi Meir. There's a beautiful Rashi here. He's going to tell us exactly how Batachat, Mosif, and Kolel are working in this Mishnah. Let's read the top Rashi. Uman Haitana, the Nitin, the Ite, Isur, Halal Isur. Well, for sure, our Mishnah is holding Isur, Halal Isur. Because the Mishnah is saying that you get four sins. So the Gemara says, Ben Al Yedek Kolel, Ben Isur, Mosif, Ben Al Yedek Batachat. Kegon Elu Shahayabin Arba Hataot. Like all these people in the Mishnah are Hayav. The Shekidesh Reuven at Rachel. Now let's start the case. Reuven marries Rachel. Tehila. Neesra al Shimon Mishum Eshet Ish. Eshet Ah. Eshet Ish. Right away, when Reuven gets married to Rachel. 
this Rachel right away is Asur for two, for two reasons. She is Eshet Ish, right? She's Eshet Ish of Shimon, uh, Reuven, I'm sorry. And she's also now Eshet Ah. So Shimon is Asur on Rachel for two reasons off the bat. Eshet Ish and Eshet Ah. Then that's Batahat. That's simultaneous Asurim coming on each other at the same time. And we're considering uh, his Hayav. His Hayav too, at least for those. Continue. Dainu Batahat. Okay, now, when Shimon comes along and takes Le'ah, again, this is the, this is the mix-up case. Right? So now the Gemara says, what happens? Which means now, what happens when Shimon marries, uh, was it Le'ah? So now, Shimon becomes forbidden to all Le'ah's sisters as a result of it. Which means before Shimon married Le'ah, he was permissible to marry any of the sisters. Once he marries Le'ah, so now already, all those sisters to him become Achot Isha. Correct. So they get, now, now that would be Yisud Kolel. Which means, now to him, the sisters became Asu, so we'll tack on Achot Isha that Shimon cannot marry now Rachel. Okay, because that's that's also a sister. Once already other sisters were included in the Isur of Achot Isha, so we'll send also now Shimon to Rachel, which is also Achot Isha. That's called Isur Kolel. Asli le'name be'eshet achiv mishum Achot Isha. Ve'afagav de'asura ala ve'kaiman, even though there was Isur already eshet Isha and eshet Ach, ve'ainu Isur Kolel. Now, ve'adayin Rachel zu muter l'reuven ba'la. Now watch this. Reuven... It's permissible to Rachel. We're talking before the mix-up. The Uven is permissible, correct? What happened to Rachel's wife? She became a Nida. Oh, so once she becomes a <coughs> Nida, so now technically there's a potential Isur over there. Pirsa Nida. So migu de itosaf Isur ala legabe ba'ala mishum Nida. Itosaf ba name Isur legabe shpona de Isur mosif. Beautiful. Which means... Once you tell me now, the Uven cannot go with this Rachel. <coughs> Why can't she go with this Rachel? Because now she becomes a Nida. Correct? So once already the Nida is going to make an Isud on this lady for Reuven, so I'm going to say, Isud Mosif says, that if now Shimon goes with this lady, because they switched up, so therefore the Isud Mosif says, Migu that it was Oser Reuven, I'll put the Isur as well on Shimon. Shimon already had a couple of Isurin on him already. He's got Eshit Ish, he's got Eshit Af, he's got Achot Ishto. But you know what? The Nidaz Isur Mosif. Because this lady over here now <coughs> becomes Asur to Reuven. So me good that this lady becomes Asur to Reuven in Isur Nida. I think she can also become Asur to Shimon in Isur Nida. So then we have this Mishnah over here, all the cases are working. So come on, so who's the opinion that holds? Isur Kolel, Isur Mosif, Batachat, Rabbi Meir. How do you know? Give what I says. Third line. The Tanya, we have a Braita. Yesh Ochel, Achila Achat. It's possible a person can have one eating. Vehayav Adeha, Arba Hataot, Vehasham Echad. In one eating. The guy would have to bring four Korban Hatats and one Korban Asham. How? Tameh she'achal chilev. Tameh guy, he ate chilev. Now chilev, 
two poor points, points of Khalif. Khalif first was Asu to eat. Secondly, Khalif of a Qurban, which we're going to see that's talking about, belongs on the Mizbayah. So a guy who's Tameh ate Khalif, Vihun Notar. And not only that, but he ate it after the time of the Qurban's eating expired. After a certain amount of time, the Qurban becomes Notar. So he ate it as it was Notar, it was leftovers. Min Mukdashim. Okay, obviously it was Qurbanot. And he did it on Kippur. So therefore, look at Nashi. Nashi gives you the case. That's the first thing. He's eating things that are Kodesh. This Halif is Kodesh. That's the first thing. And he's Tamir. It's Halif. Halif is a suit anyway. And now number two, three, it's, 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 it's past its expiration, which means it's leftovers. Umishum Yom Kippurim. And because also, he ate on Yom Kippur, the Asham Me'ilot. And not only that, this is considered Me'ilah. Because really, where does the head belong? On the Mizbayah. Just the bird of the on the Mizbayah. So now he's Mu'il. Which is, he, be, he benefited from uh, Kodesh. The Afinu Kohen Ligabe Emurim Zaru. Which is, even this guy's a Kohen, by the way, gets this Isud. Because a Kohen also cannot eat the Halib that goes most of the Mizbayah. This is considered Me'ilah. So th- this case does not have to be necessarily with a regular Israel. When we say this, uh, it could be a regular Kohen gets the same uh, Israel over there. Okay? So that's the Israel. Let's count him up again. <coughs> He's a Tameh guy that ate Kadashim. That's already the Sulkaret already. That's one. Number two, it's Halif. Halif is also a Sulkaret. Number three, it's already eating Notar. Jeez, the expiration date for the Qurban already passed. And number four, he's Mu'il. It's Me'ilah. Because really, this item is supposed to be put on the Mizbayah. You cannot come along now and take an item that's supposed to be put on the Mizbayah and have Hana'ah. And number five, you have the Isud of Kippur. You have it on Kippur. That's right. So comes the Gemara and right. Kippur, and then the Asham would be Asham Me'ilot. Correct. Comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi Me'ir Omer, Shabbat. If it was Shabbat, V'otsi'o Befiv Hayav. And they put the head up in his mouth, and he, he walked over it in the public domain on Shabbat, according to the Bimi'ir. He's going to be Hayaf, because he can't carry on Shabbat. Now, that she says, what did he have to go with the Shabbat case? Well, the Kippur case is not enough. He also did not have to carry on Kippur. So he just could have tacked on uh, another one from the Kippur angle. So he says that the Bimi'ir is of the Shittah that holds, like this said on the Gemariot, that you're allowed to carry on uh, Kippur. That Kippur is not Isur Be'otza'ah. Be, be so therefore you have to bring the case of uh, Shabbat. Let's read that in Nashi. Imaita Shabbat. Aval mishum yom kippurim lo avi mehayev ahotza'ah. Tak mehayev ahotza'ah from Kippur. The kasamar en eru ve'otza'ah yom kippurim. Fine, there's no hotza'ah legabeh yom kippur. Ve'achim mefresh bechritut. Now let's go learn the dynamics how this case works. Alma it le l'rbimi'ir kullehu. You see, in this case, the Bibi is working with all the principles. When the animal was created. So initially, this animal is permissible to eat. It's a regular animal. But off the bat, the Halev was never permissible. Right? The Halev is always Asur. Umutar but the Hana'ah is permissible. Jesus, the Torah only forbids eating halif. You're allowed to benefit from halif. Hana'ah is permissible, but you just cannot eat. So that's how it starts initially. When this animal was created, the halif was asur ba'akhidah, but it was mutar ba'ana'ah. Hukdishah, 
Oh, now what happened? You consecrated the animal. Right? You made the animal now a Kodesh. So now what happens? The Chalif gets an extra Isur on it now. Because now the Chalif that originally was permissible Bahana'a now becomes Asur Bahana'a. So therefore, Mishum Kadashim, because now it's Kodesh, Itosaf Benameh Isur Achila, Mishum Zarut. So now we're going to add that the Isur of Chalif eating is also going to be now Asur for Zar to eat Kodesh, which means that's already Isur. Uh, even though it was uh, asur already to eat originally, notar now becomes uh, notar. The next case, notar. becomes asur to put on the mizbeach because notar you cannot put on the mizbeach. Mishum notar now I'm going to say the Mizbeah got the Isu now when it becomes Notar. I'll tack it on to the coin that eats it. Mishum Notar. All these cases over here are called Isur Mosif. Okay? And every, what are we saying? Sayyaf. Oh, now the guy became Tamer. Sha'ad Akshavaya Mutar Ba'atikat Masar Kodesh. Until this point over here, he was really able to eat Kodesh because he wasn't Tamer. So, what did the Tum'ah do to him? The Tum'ah was also said now to eat other now pieces of Kodesh. Now we're going to say him to eat this piece of meat as well. That's considered Isur Kolel. Can eat whatever food he wants, regular holin. What does Yom Kippur do? It's Osirim from eating regular holin. Asuna me bekadashim, mishum Yom Kippurim. And now when Yom Kippurim comes, it's Osirim to eat not only holin. Once it's Osirim to eat holin, I'll tack on kadashim as well. That's Yisur Kolel as well. I know that Yisur Kolel. The Chayev that Rabbi Meir mishum Osirat Shabbat. I'm eat Yisur Batahat. And when you get the Batahat, in this case, Chayil dekshikidesh Shayom Halu Alav Yisur Achilat Rukurim Yisur Shabbat. Which means when <coughs> Shabbat entered, it was obviously Shabbat Yom Kippur. So what two Isurim came on him when the Shabbat Yom Kippur entered? The Hotza'ah of Shabbat and the eating of Kippur. So that's considered Batahat. So basically in this case of me, you got everything working for you. You got the Batahats working, the Shabbat Yom Kippur. You got the Isur Mosifs uh, working. That's what we said in the uh, first cases over here. By the uh, Notar and by the, um, <coughs> by the Hukdesha, by the fact that he's eating uh, uh, Kodesh. And you have the Isur uh, Kolel case. So therefore, you see, the Bimir must be the opinion that says what? Isur Batahat, Isur Kolel, Isur Mosit, all of them are going to be Ayav. So comes the Gemara and says, Good, we accept it. You found the opinion. Now, we have a famous Mahloket in Shas between Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Li'ezid. What's this Mahloket? The following situation. Ta'ab bidvar mitzvah. Velo asam mitzvah. Classical case. A guy made a mistake in a mitzvah situation. But his mis- the mistake that he made, he did not do a mitzvah in this mistake. Do we obligate him to bring a korban hatat in such a case? Or maybe not. Classic example. You have two children that need to be given circumcision. Okay? One on Shabbat, one on Sunday. They got the mohel. He's involved in the mitzvah now. He's got to know which child to circumcise. He made a mistake. Instead of 
Instead of circumcising, circumcising the right child on the right day, he circumcised the Sunday child on Shabbat. That's a classic case of ta'ab bidvar mitzvah, v'lo asa mitzvah. He didn't make a mitzvah. No mitzvah to do a uh, circumcision of a Sunday baby on a Shabbat. So therefore we have a fantastic mahluket in this case. What's the mahluket? So one shita says, ta'ab bidvar mitzvah, v'lo asa mitzvah, hayab hatat. Right? You made a sin. Bottom line, you didn't mean that Shabbat. Well, you shouldn't have. You have to make a Shabbat. You did it. Someone say, no. In this case over here, since it was surrounding a Dvar Mitzvah, so therefore you're going to be off the hook. You don't even have to bring a Korban. Hatat. So now we want to know which one of these opinions, of the two opinions, really, Mahlouk Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yehazir, which opinion does Rabbi Meir subscribe to? Because you said the Mishnah, our Mishnah is Rabbi Meir. That's really the case of our Mishnah. You had two guys, they married two ladies. Okay? Then what happened? They switched. When it came to the bi'ah, when it came to the relation, uh, they, they, they got mixed up. So this is the case of ta'abit var mitzvah. It's mitzvah to get married. Velo asa mitzvah. So the bimi'ir is saying, hayav hatat. So he must be following the opinion that says ta'abit var mitzvah, velo asa mitzvah, hayav. So the Gemara discusses that now. The Gemara says, Velebimi'ir alibad deman. I alibad rabbi Yoshua, if you want to say he's following the opinion of rabbi Yoshua, da'amal ta'abit var mitzvah patur. That what? I alibad the Yeshua. Once you go like the Yeshua, ha amal ta'abit var mitzvah patur. Can't be the Yeshua because the Yeshua said in that milah case the guy's going to be patur. So therefore the chaurah and amishta also ta'abit var mitzvah should also be patur. So it cannot be going like the Yeshua. Ela alibad the Rabbi Yehazir. You have to go like the Rabbi Yehazir. Rabbi Yehazir was the shtarat said that in that milah case that if you made the mistake, you hayav hayav chatat. So what do you see according to be the Aizid? Ta'abit va mitzvah va'asa mitzvah. Hayav. So we'll say that's the period of the Bimi. That's why he says Hayav in our case in the Mishnah as well. Good? Comes the Gemara and says, Iba'itema, I can really tell you the Olam alibad Rabbi Yoshua. I can even say he's going like Rabbi Yoshua. How? Ki ka'ma Rabbi Yoshua ta'abit va mitzvah patur. Hani milay gabeti no kod dizmano bahul. When did Rabbi Yoshua say he's your patur in the case of ta'abit va mitzvah va'asa mitzvah? That's only in the case like a Bimi Mila where you can give the mohel, like the benefit of the doubt, and say he was confused or he was rushing. Why? Because this is a mitzvah that's time sensitive. He knows if he doesn't do the brit milah on the eighth day, he loses the mitzvah. Primarily, mitzvah was done on the eighth day. So we can say the guy was flustered because he was trying to do the mitzvah quickly because he knows it's a bound by time. So in that case, when he didn't miss, made a mistake, I'll tell him he doesn't have to bring a kurban hatat. Aval, hai. But in our case, we have the Mishnah where the guy's getting married. In our case, nobody's rushing over here. Which means, there's no time for a marriage to be hal or not hal. And therefore, even Nabi Yosua will agree in this case, The only reason why in the Bidit Milah case, we're gonna, he's going to give you a dispensation, he's going to tell you, uh, the Mohel was flustered, you know, he's bahul. Because he knows, you know, he wants to do the Milah before, uh, before the time goes. So he got mixed up. In this case over here, where you guys not bahul, even Nabi Yosua will tell you, Hayav! So we can make the Mishnah even according to the Yoshua. Good. Kamara, what are you talking about? Vare Tiruma. We have a classic case of Tiruma. The ends manubahul, where the guy is not under pressure for time. Ve kapatar, and still the Yoshua was poter. Well, what's the case of Tiruma? Ditnan. Haya ochil betiruma. Let's say yeah, a guy was a, he thought he was a Kohen. So he's eating Tiruma. He's allowed. Vinodashu ben girusha o ben halutza. All of a sudden he found out that he's the son of a divorcee. He realized that his parents got divorced. His father was divorced. So now, his father married a divorcee. So therefore, what happens, he's a halal. So therefore, he's not allowed to eat turumah. 
Rabbi Eliezer is Mahayev Kerem Vachomish. Rabbi Eliezer says, it's Hayav. Bama, he was Bishogeg over here. So he's Hayav to pay Kerem Vachomish. He has to pay the principal back to the Kiuna, and he has to also pay a penalty of one fifth. The Rabbi Yeshua Poter. But what do you say of Rabbi Yeshua Poter? Ta'ab, it's Var Mitzvah. The guy who's eating Terumat, it's Var Mitzvah. Velo Asa Mitzvah. Patur. But this case of it, is no, he's not flustered for time. Terumat doesn't have a, a, a time limit to it. So you see, Rabbi Yeshua doesn't care about time limits. He's also, he's poter bedvar mitzvah, velo asa mitzvah, across the board. So I can tell me the Mishnah is going like Rabbi Yoshua. Kibra says, no, you, 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 we, have, we have a stipulation on this case of the Tirumah. Ha itmar ala, amar rabbi bai ban abayeh, hachab bitrumah be'erev pesa askinan. It was a special case. He was talking about what the Kohen was eating Tirumah, or this guy who thought he was a Kohen, was eating Tirumah and erev pesa. Dizmana bahul. Erev pesa. This Tirumah was uh, Hametz. Okay? Now the law is that if you don't eat it by a certain time, you're going to have to burn it. So therefore, he, want, he was rushing. He wants to eat the Hametz before it comes to the time of Sivah. You don't want to come after burn Tirumah. You want to eat the Tirumah. So therefore, that's why the Yeshua was potent, the guy. He was Ta'ab Mitzvah Mitzvah Velo Asam Mitzvah in a case where the guy was Bahul. Just like the case of Brit Mirah. That's why he put up. But the case of Amishnah with the Kedushin, there's no Bahul over there. The Fibon of Yeshua will say, Yohayab. So that's the first Mahalach of the Gemara. The author of the Mishnah is Rabbi Meir, and it's following the Shita or Rabbi the Ezer, or we can even say Rabbi Yosho will agree in this case that it's going to be Hayav, even though it's Ta'ab Bedvar, Mitzvah Velo Asa, Mitzvah. Comes the Gemara continues, Maybe I can tell you like this. Don't learn the Mishnah like we learned it. Batahat, Isul Mosik, Isul Kolel. No, we're going to set up the Mishnah. To make the Mishnah was all a batahat case. Jeez, all these isurim, isur eshet ah, achot eshto, eshet ish, eshet ah, achot eshto, nida. We're going to make a case now where they all came on the people simultaneously, and we're just working with the isur of batahats. Could you tack on the uh, isurim? When they happen simultaneously. So the Mishnah The argument over here is a Batahat case. Following the opinion of the Bishon. If you remember on yesterday's doubt, according to one version, the last version, according to Rabbi uh, he wanted to say that when it came to Batahat, everybody agrees. Rabbi Yoseh and Rabbi Shimon all agree that Batahat's your Hayaf on each one. So therefore, the Mishnah is going with a Batahat case, and we'll explain in a minute how it works, and it's going according to even Rabbi Shimon that will say Batahat, Yechayavan, all of them. So the Gemara says, Mishnah mashkahat lehu. Well, I can make three out of the four cases I know how it can be Batahat. Now, Deshavinu Shaliyah, Veshavu Inu Shaliyah, Upagash Shaliyah Veshaliyah. Okay, no problem. Well, I have a case over here where, let's say, um, you have these, uh, this case over here where you have the two uh, men, right? actually, uh, yeah, two men, and you have the two uh, ladies over here. Okay, so these guys over here, uh, these ladies over here, we said were sisters. Okay, we're making that over here. They appointed a shaliyah to go accept a uh, kiddushin. Right? And these two guys also appointed a shaliyah to go give the kiddushin. Okay? So therefore, we could say what? Bevatachat, the Kiddushin was made, which means the Shalihim met each other. And once the Shaliyah meets each other, 
So therefore, when they give the Kiddushin, everything's happening simultaneously, which means in one shot, in one shot, when this Kiddushin was made, on these ladies became, Eset Ah, Achot Ishto, Eset Ish, since the Kiddushins were made simultaneously. Till now, we have said, the Kiddushin usually made separately. This guy got married, that guy got married. No, no, now we're saying they got married together. How? The ladies made a Shaliyah to receive the Kiddushin, and the men made a shaliyah to give the Kiddushin. So the Kiddushin was given simultaneously and received simultaneously. So on, at that moment that the Kiddushin is given and received, bingo, three out of the four uh, Isurin are going to be on these uh, people. Look at the Rashi. Rashi says, It's like uh, four lines before they get wide. Uh, actually before that, the Shabu Inu. Two brothers made a shaliyah. Two brothers made a shaliyah to go give a kiddushin to two sisters. And they made a shaliyah to receive the kiddushin. And what the shaliyahin? They made up. Good. So three out of the four cases, we have no problem that they all come simultaneously. What's the one case we need to explain here? The Nida. Why? Kabbalah says, Ela Nidut, when it comes to Nidut, Echi Mashkahatla. How do you have the case of Nida? Why, what's the, uh, what's the problem? Because my man of Shech, let's do a little bit, I'm going to tell you outside first. If, let's say, now we're working with Isud Batahatso, they remember. <laughs> we're not working with all the other Isud Mosifs, Isud Koleh, all that. So it's got to be Bivatahat. If these women were nida already, before the Kiddushin, so if you're working with Isud Batahat, once they nida, none of the other ones are going to kick in. She's already Asur Mishum Nida. Again, if she was nida already at the time of the Kiddushin, that's the only Isud that's going to work over it. She's nida. We're not going to attack on Eshet Ach, Achot Eshto, Eshet Ish, because we're working only with Isurim that come together, your Hayab. But if at the time of the Kiddushin she was Nida, finish. She's not going to have a case, because we need a case where you're going to get all four. So then you cannot tell me that she was a Nida already. You understand why? Again, we're, we're only working according to Shittan's Batachat. This is not Batachat. If she was Nida already, so already she's Nida. She's, she's, before even the marriage, she's a Subhisu Nida. Again, you have two brothers over here. Nobody got married yet. If she's Nida, could any of the brothers go with this lady? Why? She's Nida. Finished. And she's Nida already. She's Nida already. How could you tack on Ishit Ah, Ishit Ish, Autishto? No, no, you're not listening. It's the pre existing Isur. So therefore, there's nothing to talk about. She's Isur already. Which she, before she even started, before she got married, she's Isur already. She's Isur Nida to them. So therefore, that could not be the case where she was in Nida going into it. Oh, so look at Rashi now. Elad, first white line. Nidot hechi matzim mashkachatla. Bevatahat in Kedushin. I Kedushin kadmo nidut. Now, go the other way. If you tell me the Kedushin came first and then she became in Nida, so she only got three out of the four. Because once the three come on her, so when the Nida is not going to come on her. Because the Nida is not bevatahat. Hare. If the Nida came first, 
Understand? If we're only working with batahat, the only three that can come to batahat is eshet ish, because that's not talking out clearly. Before anybody gave the Kiddushin, before the Uven gave Kiddushin to Rahel or uh, Shimon gave to Le'ah, before anything took place over here, there's no Isurim over there. Shimon is mutar to the other one, the Uven is mutar to the other one, there's no Isurim here, Bechlal. Okay? Once the Shaliyah of the ladies receives the Kiddushin, so simultaneously, automatically both ladies become Eshet Ish, both ladies become Eshet Ach, both ladies become Achot Isha. Now, if they're going to get Nida now, sorry, too late, it was not Bevatahat. Now, if they were Nida to start off with, so that's it, they're Nida already. So they're he sued on both the Uven and Shimon to go with these ladies, Yisud Nida. If you're holding, you can't tack on, so therefore you can't tack on anything. So therefore, give me the case where the Nida can be simultaneous. So that's what the Gemara says. Gemara gives the case. Ela nidu techi mashkachat la. Amar of Amram, Amar Rab. Beshofat, or beshofot, mitoch yud gimal leachar shelosha asar, lehyuve inhu, mitoch shenem asar, leachar shenem asar, lehyuve inhi. Okay, this is the case. When is a man hayav in any of these things that we're talking about? You gotta be of age. Got to be 13 years old. At least the, the boys in this case have to be at least 13 years old in a day. How old do the girls have to be in this case to be Hayavot? Got to be 12 in a day. Less than 13, less than 12, there's no story here. There's no Ishat Ah, no Hotish, nothing. There's no Isurim on these kids. They're minors. Okay? So now we'll say the case like this. You have four people in this case. Ruben and the, his wife, Rahel, and Shimon and his wife, uh, Leah. The boys were born on, let's say, Rosh Hashanah. Aleph Tishli. Okay, very nice. The girls, in this case, were born one year later on Rosh Hashanah. So exactly one year apart. Okay? So therefore, when the boys become 13 on Rosh Hashanah, the girls become 12. So everybody's becoming majors on the same day. Okay? Beautiful. Now, when did they make the Kiddushin? They made the Kiddushin on the Erev Rosh Hashanah of the year that the boys are going to be 13 and that the boys, the girls are going to become 12. So this was done when they were Ketana. Right? Now at that time over there already, they were flowing. Which means the Nida was flowing. But it means nothing. Because they're, they're minors. There's no Isu Nida in any of these kids. It was Nida. She was flowing. No. I mean, she could have a Nida, but no Isud. There's no Isud. They're, they're minors. There's no Isud in the Torah when it comes to a minor and these things over here. So, there's no Gadol here. You're not listening. But I'm talking about Oketanim over here. There's no Gedolim in this story over here. Okay, that's what we're talking about over here. We're not talking about a case where there's Gedolim. There's all Ketanim in this story over here. The boys are minors, the girls are minors. And now the Shofa'at, they start to, to see. They give a Kiddushin on Erev Rosh Hashanah. And what's the case? The case is where they say like this. We want the Kiddushin Tahal on Rosh Hashanah. They gave it when they were Ketanim, the Kiddushin. But it's what a stipulation. That what? This Kiddushin is Chal. The six hours from now when it comes to Rosh Hashanah. Now what happens when Rosh Hashanah enters? All four things are working now simultaneously. When Rosh Hashanah comes to the Kiddushin is Chal, well, she was Shafat, the blood was flowing. So bingo, she becomes Nida. At the same time, she's Eshet Ish. At the same time, she's Ahot Isha. At the same time, she's Eshet Ah. 
So that could be a case where all four happened simultaneously, where they became a gedol. The reason why we want to say shofar, because it's a do'ak to come along and say, and then book at that moment they got nida simultaneously. But if you're saying they were flowing already the nida, so the nida went from becoming nothing until becoming substantial, right? Once the kedushin was hal, and when the nida kicked in, all the other three items kicked in, as well. Also, oh, therefore, Amishnah is working with about the hot case, and that's where Yahayav in all four Alibad Rebishon. Let's just read this in the year. Uh, that's what the Gemara says. I'll read that inside the Gemara. Just get to Lashon. That's just like this. Ela Nidut Echemeshkata, Amar of Amnam, Amar of Bishofot. They were flowing. Mitoch Yud Gimal Leahashlo Shahasat. Before 13, when the, the girls are flowing. The, how old were the boys? This was a Kiddushin, before 13, they were 13, that's when the Kiddushin took place, till after they were 13. to the boys. And before 12 years old for the girls, until after 12 years old, to be Mechayev, her. The Gemara quotes from the Mishnah, Otam. So what do we say? So now remember the case of the Mishnah, you had the two guys, they got made a Kiddushin. Okay? So right away at that point over there, there's four Isurim taking place, uh, however you want to learn it. If you want to learn it like Rabbi Meir learned it, that it's working with Isur Mosif, Isur Kolel, Isur uh, uh, Batahat, or you want to learn like the second answer to the Gemara, it's all going to be sure, it's all talking about Batahat case. But the point is, then let's say there was a mix-up now. Now Ruben went by mistake with Shimon's wife, Shimon went with Rahel's wife, so we said there's had to be a grace period. Before they go back to their original uh, husbands, the ladies have to be separated for three months, in order to make sure that they're not pregnant from this forbidden relationship, because the child that would come out of that would be a mamzer, and therefore, if you're going to let her uh, go back right away, could be it's going to be not known, and people are going to think it's from the original husband, and they're going to think the child is kosher, and really is a mamzer, so you've got to have a three-month uh, waiting period. So the Mishnah said, Umafrishin otan, ve'ha'en isha mit'abberet bebi'arishona. They said, what are you talking about? <coughs> We have a rule. A lady cannot become pregnant from the first bi'ah that she has. The assumption is that we're talking about betulot in our Mishnah. We're talking about ladies that were never uh, married yet, nothing ever happened to them. So then, what do you worry? Why do you got to wait three months? She went with this brother, right, by mistake. It was the first bi'ah. She can't get pregnant. So since she can't get pregnant, what do you need three months for? Let her go back right away to the original husband. Come on, ask question... Amar of Nachman, Amar of Babar Abu, Shibalu Vishanu. Who said he only had one bi'ah with her? He had two bi'ot with her. And therefore, where were you right? The first bi'ah did nothing. But the second bi'ah could get her pregnant. And therefore, the second bi'ah, we're worried that now, if you don't wait three months, it's going to get uh, confused who's the child belong to. Kevras, what are you talking? Velahaditana, the bi'ya, Harekantit Zain Hataot. The bi'ya calculated how many sins were committed in this case over here. Well, four each. Four each to the four players in the story. So 16 hatot have to be brought. That's not so anymore. Taltin v'tartin havyan. Now it's 32. Because once the guy has bi'ah a second time, so now all these sins are repeated again. She's, every bi'ah, it's nida, it's ahot isha, it's eshet ah, and eshet ish. That's just one bi'ah. Another bi'ah, all four tacked on to all four players again. So if it's not 16, it's 32. So why did the bi'ah say it's only 16 in this case? The count is two bi'ot, it's, uh, everything is doubled. It's a good question. We know we're not 
tacking on extras over here, which means the Gemara's conclusion is going to be, we're giving you the minimum items. We're not repeating any Yisudi. Well, we give you 16, that's the, that's one per. Right? Then, then go calculate it how many times he did it, then you want to add on. We give you the minimum per uh, Isud over here. Right? In, in one bi'ah. Why? Which means we have an opinion of Rabili Aizad. Rabili Aizad holds that in the bi'ah, when a person makes a bi'ah with somebody that's Asud, for example, he's hayav on every kawah. Which means on the entry, on the exit, which means for every koach, every uh, uh, maneuver, he's hayav again. What does he say is law? He says the law in a case, for example, a, la- a person was having relations with a lady. In the middle of the relation, she became an idah. So what does the bilayza say he has to do? He has to remain. He cannot pull out. Because if he pulls out, that's considered isur. Because that's considered a maneuver. Every koach, according to the bilayza, is hayav. So therefore, according to the Hezeg, there's, there's hundreds of Yisurim over there, which is every co-op that he had, so it's not the 16, every, every time you get a compound and over, and, 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 if you remember, we learned in one of the answers above that the Mishnah is going like the Hezeg. Because the Hezeg was the opinion that said, Ta'abit var mitzvah, ve'asa mitzvah, chayav. So one approached, we were learning the Mishnah is following the Hezeg shita. So if the Hezeg is the Mishnah, and he holds that every co-op, it's Hayab. So I, I got to be Hayasi 16. It's what? What is 16? But you have, you have to say another factor as well. We're talking about over the case with Shogig. Now we have a general rule that when it comes to things of Shogig, <coughs> no matter how many times you make the Isud, one forgetting, you only Hayab one. So therefore, I don't care if he did the, how many Kohot over here. So it's a difference. So you have to know that the Bili Ezer himself holds that you hayab on each one, even be'alim ahat. It's mahloket, in one he'alim, are you hayab just one, in one forgetting, in one lapse. Do you just get one period of this yisru, so you get, okay, how many times you did it? Or are you hayab on each one? So according to Bili Ezel, the shitato, he holds that even in one he'alim, for each one you should be hayab. So the Kabbalah says, Alibad Bili Ezel holds two things. Number one, kol kawah vekawah. Number two, you tack it on, because even though it's in one forgetting, you'll give it, and still we didn't count it. So then what do you see? The Mishnah's only listing the minimum. It's listing one per uh, Isud. So therefore, you have to say, we're just discussing the first, the first act. Right? Then, in the Chinam, there'll be more Isudim that, that can be tacked on over there, but we're discussing the first act. So to buy our shita, we're discussing over here the uh, first uh, bi'ah, but in the chaname, let's say, for example, he had one bi'ah, and then he remembered in between, and then he forgot and had another bi'ah, in the chaname, back on another 16, to, 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 to each one. So we're not arguing on that, but the Abish is just discussing the first bi'ah that was done, uh, that'll give you four to each one of the uh, players over here in the story. What? Huh? Okay. New point. We go back to a story in the in the Torah. Tamar was married to Ayr and Onan. First she was married to Ayr. The Torah is going to clearly tell us, the Gemara is going to say, 
that Eir really never had a relation with her, to break her bitulim. Eir wasted his seed. When Eir died, she married Onan. The Kabbalah is going to tell us also from the Pesukim that Onan also wasted his seed. And therefore, technically, when she came with Yehuda, it was the first time. So therefore, she was a bitula. And what happened? She got pregnant. I thought you just told me over here from the first B.I. Can I get pregnant? So how did Tamar get pregnant right away from Yehuda? Veha Tamar bibi'ari shonai ibera. Now she says, Mi Yehuda, Kamar le kaman de'ir ve'onan shilo kedar kan shimshu. We're going to see in the Gemara, it's going to tell us how, what ir ve'onan did. We'll wait for the Gemara. Amar de, so he answered him, Tamar be'etzba ma'aka. Tamar broke her bitulin with her finger. So therefore, it wasn't a bi'ah, but she was able to get pregnant. She, she opened the passageway with her finger. The Amar Rabbi Yitzhak, Kol Mu'achot Shel Bet Rabbi, all the ladies from the family of Rabbi, that were Mu'achot, that broke their bitulin with their fingers, Tamar Sheman. They would call them Tamar. Why? Velama Nikla Sheman Tamar. Because that's what Tamar did. So therefore all the girls in the family of uh, Bet Rabi that had this uh, practice to break the between with their fingers, so they would call them uh, Tamar. Why? Because that was Tamar's practice. So then we have no problem. Tamar could not, couldn't have gotten pregnant because she didn't have a Betulim. The Gebra says, what are you talking? Now the Gebra is going to speak it out logically. What about Erevona? I thought she had two husbands before. What are you talking? She, 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 of course she was, uh, it was broken. She, was, she had two prior husbands. Erve Onan had a uh, a not normal bi'ah. They made a bi'ah shilokederich. Which means there's two ways a person can make a bi'ah. Bi'ah kederikah is going to the, the normal, the, the makom erva. Uh, However, when a person goes to the other makom erva, from the back, that's considered a bi'ah shilokederikah. And therefore, they made a bi'ah shilokederikah. Okay, that's a bi'ah from, from behind. And therefore, that, that cannot break the bitulin to bi'ah from behind. And therefore, there's no, uh, she remained there, Yabitullah. She looked at that guy. Kabbalah okay, says, and therefore what? Since that Zera cannot obviously impregnate a woman from over there, they must because they wasted their, uh, their seeds. Correct? Okay, good. Comes the Gemaran says, Metive, we have a question. Very interesting shita. Kol Esrim Chodesh says, all the 24 months that a lady is nursing, that means that she's producing milk, right? Mm-hmm. Now we know if she gets pregnant, the milk is going to stop. So Rabbi Ez is going to tell us, we don't want the lady to get pregnant during the 24 months, because it's second for the child. The child's got to have the milk. So he says, you know what the husband does during those first 24 months? Dash bibifnim, mibachutz. He's able to thresh inside, but he winnows outside. Which means he does not... Let the zera go into the wife. He threshes inside, but the zera goes outside his wife because he doesn't want his wife to get pregnant during the twenty-four months. And he says you can do that. That's not considered uh, wasting zera because why? He wants to. He doesn't want his wife to get pregnant. Second half for the baby. Devoted to be the Isaac. Amar this when the rabbis heard the shita, they told me you talking about halalu eno ela erve onan. They said, "What you just allowed? That's erve onan, by the way. That's a terrible thing." Ma'ashma according to the hachamim. That Erve Onan had a relation, a regular way, it's just that they were winnowing outside. Oh, so therefore, so there's no problem with Tamar. 
Tamar already was broken, so therefore there was no, no question. And you see the rabbis, <coughs> already it was a regular, regular biyah. It's just that they uh, went on outside. <coughs> so the Gemara answers, no, no. It was like, geez, what the Bili Ezra was saying, it's the same idea as Maase Ervonan, but it's not the same. Why? Which means you're right, they wasted their seed. The seed was wasted. Which means what the rabbis were saying to the Bidi Ezzet, hey, this is an Ervonan action. It's not exactly. I mean, it's like Ervonan, you're wasting your seed. In Ervonan's case, it happened to be from the back. In Rabbi Ezzet's case, he even allowed it from the front. But the point is, it's the same thing you're wasting, you see. But really, the bi'ah that uh, Ervonan did was from Shiloka Darka. It's considered Zer al because Quran impregnate. It kept Tamar a Bitula. So, how did she get pregnant from Yehuda? The finger, Now we got to understand, what, why were they wasting their seed? How come they didn't want to impregnate uh, this uh, girl over here, Tamar? Who was their, who was their logic? So it says, Bishtama Onan, he's the second wife. The second husband. Bishtama Onan, Arsa. He wasted his seed. It clearly says it, by the way, by Onan. Vishahit Arsa. How do you know Eir wasted the seed? It doesn't even say it in the pursuit by Eir. It only says it by Onan. So the Gemara says, Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzhak Dikhtiv, Vayamet Gam Oto. That says, God killed also him. Afu Beoto Mita Met. Which is the pursuit says by. Right. Gam Oto. That God killed also him. Also, as much as somebody else died with the same sin. Who must have died with the same sin? Ed. When Onan died, it says, God killed also him. Mashmah, that somebody else died with the same sin. His brother, his brother did the same sin, and he wasted his uh, seat. Good. Bishtama Onan. I understand the logic of Onan. Mishum lo lo yeye azara. This was actually Mizrav Yibum. One of the early cases of Yibum in the Torah. Where... Uh, Er died, so Onan took over. So Onan knew that that child is really going to be named after his brother. So therefore, he wasn't interested in bringing a child into the world that's going to be really connected to his brother. So therefore, since he knew that the child is really not his own per se, because it's really connected to his deceased brother, so he's not interested. So I understand what Onan's logic was. He wasn't interested in procreating uh, to bring a, a, a child into the world for his brother. Like the Pasuk says, Lo, lo Zara. That the Zara is not going to be really his. It's just for his brother. So he wasted. But the first husband, Eir, what are you wasting for? You have a child. It's your child. What are you, what are you wasting? He didn't want his wife to get pregnant and she would get weak and lose her beauty. So therefore, Stam, he just waits in his head uh, for aesthetics in order to keep his wife uh, looking uh, nice. But what do you see him over here? They both wasted the Zera. It was Bi'ashi Lok Darka. She remained a Betula. She was Mema'ich Biyad. Therefore, Tamar, when she went with Yehuda, was able to get pregnant on the first uh, round. Wow. We have a Brayta. Now, the Brayta is actually quoting the Pasuk. 
the pasuk says like this: "Ve'isha asher yishkav ish otah shechvat zara ve'rachatzu b'mayim." Have a look. Man and a woman were together. There's shechvat zera, obviously. There's zera over there. So the Torah says that both of them become tameh. The man becomes tameh, and the lady becomes tameh. They have to go to the mikveh. So the pasuk says again: "Ve'isha." Now the word ota is extra. We're not talking about a lady. It says isha. So what is the word ota coming to exclude? What type of lady becomes tameh from a relation? A regular lady. But not a bride. She's the bride, which is the first time. The husband goes with her, she does not become Tame'ah. Only Ota, a regular lady, coming to exclude a Kala. And we'll see the reason why. Give what I will tell us the reason why a Kala does not become Tame'ah. She does not have to go to the Mikveh after the first. We're not talking about Nida. It's not a Nida situation. This is a Shikhbat Zera situation. Huh? We're going to see why. Devre Rabbi Yehuda. According to the Shittah of Rabbi Yehuda. Vachamim Omrim, Prat Darka. He says no. This ota is coming to say, when does a lady not become, when does a lady become tame'ah, when the relation was done regular. But if it was done, shiloke darka, from the back, then already she is not tame'ah. So the ota is not coming to exclude kala. According to this trabanan, kala also becomes tame'ah. The only one that doesn't become tame'ah is a bi'ah shiloke darka. Amale hon bered Rav Nachman Rav Nachman. Hon, the son of Rav Nachman, told Rav Nachman, Hon wanted to understand why should the Torah, according to the Biyuda, say that a bride, after the first night, does not become Tamir from the relation. So he said, you know why? Because the Torah has mercy on the money of Klai Yisrael. What do you mean the money? This lady over here, before the wedding, she made herself up. She went to the makeup, and she put herself, and this, that. Now if you're going to make her go to the mikveh, all the makeup is going to get spoiled. So it could be the reason why they didn't make the kala go to the mikveh after the first night. Because they're not worried about all the, the, you know, the makeup that she had to, to put on her face over there. Maybe that's the reason. So he said, Amarle, he said, no, that's not the reason. It's very simple. Because the lady cannot become pregnant from the first uh, bi'ah. And therefore, this is not considered shikhmat zera, which means zera is a, a type of zera that's able to, let's say, uh, be uh, molid. But this uh, lady over here cannot have children from the first biyah. So therefore, this type of shikhmat zera, the Torah did not say makes the lady teme'ah. That's she. Lefi she'en isham etabir bebi'ari shona, velo shikhmat zera karinan be. Right? We don't call the shikhmat zera. De'en ra'uy lehizara. So therefore, when the Torah came along, Lazriya, right? so therefore, when the Torah says like this, get the derasha nicely here. V'isha asher yishkav ish ota. Ota velo kala. The ota is coming to school of kala. And why a kala? Because this is not considered chikmat zera like a kala, because it cannot be mazriya. Right? It cannot produce. Now that she says, miu miuta mishikmat zera lo nafka. Now, why can't you just learn it from the, pas- the words in the pasuk says shikmat zera? So just learn shikmat zera, and this is not shikmat zera by kalau. You know wh- why couldn't you learn the derasha of the word shikmat zera? So that she says uil vehay makom ra'uil azriyahu Because this this is called shikmat zera in the sense he had the relation in the normal spot. She's normally 
the way you had the bi'ah, but if he has another bi'ah, the zira is, is potent. It'll work. Right? So therefore, it is considered shikmat zira. It's the, cause it was, he did it in the place where the zira belongs. Um, now, so therefore, we're not learning it from that place. Because it is called shikmat zira in that place. Because he did it bi'ah kedarka. Where were we excluding it from? From the word ota. Only uh, 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 this type of lady is sethful to make after, but not a kala. Now, ask yourself another question. Forget about the bi'ah of the kala. You're right. You want to tell you, bi'ah kala, it's nothing. But bottom line, we have another type of tum'ah. When somebody touches Sheikh Zera, they become tameh. I forget about you want to be the relationship over here, it doesn't make a tameh. Fine. Because it's not a bi'ah that can make uh, uh, children. But that doesn't matter. Bottom line, the guy emitted zera. Then the zera touch her? So we have a rule. Ze, exactly. Zera that touches the lady inside is not metameh. The only place that zera is metameh bin gi'ah is outside. Which is if it would touch outside her body, you're right, she would become tameh. We're discussing now, not the tumah, the touching of the zera. Because of that, I can tell you it only touched the inside. Which thing is discussing with the, the bi'ah itself? This bi'ah is not going to metameh kala, because it's a bi'ah that cannot bring to... Uh, good. So when the pasuk says shikvat zera, and only those type of people of shikvat zera are going to become tameh, prat It's coming to exclude ha'ara'ah. Ha'ara'ah means where the person, let's say, did not fully enter the lady. Let's say the person was with his wife, but he didn't fully enter ha'ara'ah. It's just either he entered partially or just nishika. He wasn't masriya. So therefore, in such a case, he's not going to become tameh. He only becomes Tamir if the husband was Mazriya. Sikhbat Zera. But if he wasn't Mazriya, what did he do? He just made Ha'ara'ah. He just touched the place. So he went in past, but he didn't uh, Mazriya. So in that case, the lady's not going to become Tamir. So that's what, that's what the word Sikhbat Zera comes to exclude. Prat Ota, Prat And you know what the word Ota comes to exclude? Only a case where when there's going to be Tum'ah, when the Bi'ah was a regular Bi'ah. But with Shilokidarka, no uh, Tum'ah for the lady. I learned both the exemption of Ha'ara'ah and Bi'ash Shlokidarka from the word Shikhbat Zera. Because bottom line, it's like the Tzidid Ra'ul Azriya. In the case of Ha'ara'ah, there was no, uh, there was no Zera at all. In the case of Shlokidarka, uh, it cannot be Mazriya. So I learned those two exemptions from the word uh, Shikhbat Zera. Ota. Okay, and the word otak comes to school kala. So let's give you the dirashot of how to learn this pasukah. Uh, so basically we have the mahloket. Remember the mahloket. Rabbi Yudah HaKamim, a kala. On the first night. That should become tamir from the bi'ah. Rabbi Yudah says, no. Why? Because this is not considered shikhan zera. It's not ra'ul azriyah. Therefore, she doesn't have to go to the mikveh from this koyta uh, hakamim. She does. Uh, so what does shikhan zera come to exclude? Only a type of bi'ash shiloke darka, where it was in the place where it cannot be mazliya bichlal, or ha'ara, where he wasn't even mazliya at all, he just went in partially and did not uh, be mazliya bichlal. Good. New case. Kiyata Ravin, when Ravin came from Eris Israel, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, called Rabbi Yohanan, he said like this, Kol shishahata achar ba'ala esr shanim, v'niset shuv ena yoledet. Interesting fact. A lady got divorced. Or a lady, let's say, was not married, we should say. Not divorced. A lady was not married for 10 years. And then she got remarried. If she went without a husband for 10 years, she cannot have children anymore. She won't be, allowed, she won't be able to have children anymore. A lady that was married. Right? And whatever, she, something happened, either got divorced or widowed. And then she remained 
like that for 10 years with any man, then what with the man after 10 years, they will not be able to have children. Amar of Nahman, when Allah gives us a point stipulation, that's only talking about where after uh, she remained single, her intention was never to get married again. But if her intention was to get married, even though it was more than 10 years, if her mind was to get married again, she'll get pregnant. That's the rule. Now, very interesting. Let me give you some history of the daughter of Rav Hazda. The daughter of Rav Hazda was married to Rava. But originally she was married to Rami Barhama. Rami Barhama died, and then she married Rava. That is a story told in Gabbara Baba Batra that when uh, this girl, Rav Hazda's daughter, was, was young, Rav Hazda was teaching his two students, Rava and uh, Rami Barhama. So uh, Rav Hazda told his daughter, Which one of these uh, ones uh, do you want to marry? So she said, Both. And sure enough, she ended up marrying both. So the Gabbara tries to show you that they, sometimes youngsters, things that come out of their mouth are like prophecies, because uh, she, she predicted it. She married Rami Barhama, Rami Barhama died, and she ended up marrying. Rabah. So Rabah was the second husband. So what was happening? It seems that there was a uh, ten-year gap between Rami Barhamah's death and when she married uh, Rabah. And she was able to have children from Rabah. So now there was rumors running around over here that uh, something something's going on over here. How could she have children from Rabah? She wasn't married for 10 years. And for some reason they assumed that she wasn't having intention to get married again. And therefore they were suspecting, hey, what's going on? How could you have children from Rabah? Unless maybe something uh, took place in between. Now, we cannot accept that the rabbis would even suspect the daughter of Rav Hazda of such behavior. So we'll see an alternate interpretation to see exactly what the rumors were on her and what actually happened. But look what happened now. Amar le Ravah le Bat Rav Hazda. Ravah tells his wife, to the door of Rav Hazda, The rabbis are uh, murmuring about you. There's rumors about you. Amra le ana da'tai ala chavai. What are you talking about? My mind was on you from the beginning. Which means the rule is, even if you weren't married for 10 years, but if your mind was to get married, so therefore, she's able to get pregnant. What are they, they rumoring? The reason why I'm able to have children after 10 years is because my mind was on you from the beginning. So what was the uh, give and take over here? So therefore, I saw an explanation like this. She, let's say, became a widow. Right? She says, they were offering her, let's say, in the interim, men uh, to go out with, let's say, right, to get married. So the Yamshish Shalom says like this. Hashuvin tried to probably marry Rav Hazda's daughter in the interim. And she probably said, I'm not getting married out of Kavot to my husband. Which means Rabbi Baraham was a great rabbi. So she, uh, she refused, I'm not getting married. So therefore, they thought now, once she decided to marry Rava, she changed her mind. And therefore, that means she went, she was a lady that did not have intention to get married. Ten years passed. Now she married, how can she have children? So I said, uh, what's going on over here? They, they, they didn't understand what's going on over here. So therefore, what happened? Rava says, I don't suspect you. But just explain to me what happened. So she says, no. 
I knew I was marrying you from the beginning. When they were offering me these men over here, it wasn't that I was saying, I'm not getting married again. I was saying that I'm waiting for you. So therefore, since I was waiting for you, so therefore there's no problem of uh, not having children. And therefore there's no hashad uh, bechlal over here. Comes again what says, a story. A lady came to front of Rabbi Yosef. Amra lo. So she tells to the rabbi, Rabbi, Ana shahiti agarba'li esr shanim v'yalati. So what are you rabbis talking about? I was uh, not with my husband for 10 years. I was uh, whatever. And uh, I went with a man. I got married. I had children. So what are you talking about? Amar lebiti. Says my daughter. Al totsi ila'azadavihachamim. Tell the truth. Don't uh, make uh, trouble. Don't be, don't be, make the rabbi's words not true. Tell me your real story. She says, yeah, I have to admit, in the interim, I had relations with a goy. And therefore, she, she, she had relations within 10 years. Originally, she came along and said, I didn't have relations in 10 years. And therefore, and I got married, and look what happened, I had children. Hey, come on, tell the truth. She says, okay, I got to tell the truth. In the interim, I had a relation with a goy. So it broke the uh, it broke the the, 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 the ten year uh, rule, and therefore she uh, she indicted herself. <laughs>